Oliver Perry is credited with the following statement. We have met the enemy and he is us. Have you ever thought about this person or that person who is quote unquote against you or that guy or that girl who is always getting in your way? If only they weren't around, you would be able to accomplish so much more. You see, the reality in life is we have very few true enemies, if any. And yet, the one enemy that we know we have, the one enemy who is clever, crafty, and the one enemy that is the most insidious is us. Welcome to the Evolve Podcast. Evolve your body, evolve your mind, evolve your soul, and evolve your tribe. And now, it's time to disrupt. And with that, folks, I want to welcome you to another episode of the Evolve Podcast. I am your host today. I'm your host today and always, Steve Cutler. And I want to talk to you today about five self-sabotaging habits that you may not know you have. I was going to title this episode, Five Ways That You're Abusing Yourself, Five Ways That You Are Beating Yourself Up. And I figured I wouldn't title it that because that might get censored. But Frankly, these are self-abusive ways of handling you. And so I want to talk through and have a real open discussion about five ways that you are beating yourself up, five ways that you are tripping yourself up, and ultimately five ways that you are the enemy of yourself. Before we get started, I want to thank you. I want to thank you, our listeners, for listening to the Evolve Podcast. You see, the Evolve Podcast is part of our passion to provide no-cost-to-consumer content that will help you disrupt your life and evolve into your highest self. The Evolve Podcast and community continues to grow, and I want to thank you for listening. If you haven't yet, can you do me a favor? Go give us a rating on the app, if you're whatever your app you're listening to us on. It really helps if you're listening on Apple or Spotify to give us a rating and a review. As an independent podcasting group, it helps us to achieve our mission of helping millions of people evolve into the highest version of themselves. So if you want to continue to hear amazing guests, please give us a rating and review because all of your ratings and reviews help to build up our credibility with these great guests that we've had on and help us to continue to keep going. As you know, we've been able to interview some amazing folks from all walks of life, including New York Times bestselling authors, uh, content creators, uh, basketball players, people that have over 10, 20 million followers on social media. We've had some phenomenal people on that have shared and imparted some wonderful wisdom with us. And we'd like to continue to do that in the future. And we need your help with the ratings and reviews to continue to attract great people. And now onto the show. We have met the enemy and he is us. You are your most powerful enemy. And yet you may not even be aware that you're doing these five things these are the five ways you're sabotaging yourself. These are the five ways you are abusing yourself. These are the five ways that you are most likely beating yourself up and stopping your own growth and evolution. So think about this. If you want to grow, 
and evolve into the highest version of yourself. You have to evolve your body. As you're evolving your body, you're evolving your mind. As your mind evolves, you start to evolve deeper into the soul. You ask deeper spiritual questions. You come to an awareness. And as you become a more evolved person from body, mind, and soul, your tribe is attracted to you. So in order to get there, you've got to understand how you're sabotaging yourself. So we're going to go into the five habits that you're most likely doing that will get you stuck, that will keep you from moving forward, and that will ultimately be your demise. Let's start with habit one. Habit one, you compare your worst to someone else's best. Now, don't lie. We've all done it. You look at the one thing about you that you don't like, and you compare that against someone else's best quality. Or you compare something about you that you don't like to the best in the world. If you're not a good basketball player, you're comparing yourself to Michael Jordan. If you're losing your hair, you compare yourself to the person who has the thickest, most wonderful hair. If you're a little bit flabby around the midsection, you compare yourself to every person that has abs. But you don't look at yourself in totality. You see, when you compare what you perceive as your worst quality with the best of someone else, it's not just comparing apples to oranges, but it's an extremely unfair comparison. You would never do this to another human being. You would never pick out the one quality that that person feels like is their worst quality and compare it to the best quality of another person. It's an extremely self-sabotaging and an extremely abusive practice. And you got to find a way to stop. So how do you do that? Well, one of the things that I've done over the years as I've coached people is I've challenged them to make a list of all of the things that they do well. Make a list of 100 things that you're great at, 100 things that you're grateful for, 100 things that you are at least good at or competent at, or 100 things that you are grateful that are in your life. Once you do that, you start to get a more total, more complete picture of who you are, what is happening in your life, and all of the beautiful things that are around you. And it will be much more difficult for you to compare the worst of your life to the best of someone else's. Habit number two, you don't control your body and your body language. Now, what do I mean by this? You've gotten into habits. You've said things to yourself. You've treated yourself poorly. Maybe you have a habit of always being late, always rushing. And so you go through this methodical process of getting ready, and then all of a sudden you rush and as you rush, you start to change your body language. Or when you go into a social situation, you've told yourself that you can't be confident in this social situation. And so you automatically let your body go and don't control the language that it communicates to you and to the rest of the world. You start running into things or you slump your shoulders forward or you do something that indicates whatever the negative belief is. And that indication, that body language then communicates back to you that you are that thing. You see, I've seen people walk into the gym wanting to get in better shape. 
And as soon as they walk in, their shoulders slump, the head goes down, they don't make eye contact, and they lose any sense of openness, vulnerability, and or confidence. They don't control the body language. When you're not open, you don't learn. When you don't move forward with vulnerability, you're not moldable. You're not humble. You're not teachable. You can't move forward. You don't have to fake it till you make it. You just make it. And what I mean by that is if you stand with great posture, if you move in a fluid way and you control your body, what will happen is you will signal back to your psyche. You will signal back to your soul that this is the space that you're living in. Control the way you show up. Control your appearance. Control your posture. Control your movements. Because that indicates to yourself, more than anyone, that you are who you say you are. Confident people move confidently, so why not start with moving in a confident way? It signals back to your body, to your mind, to your soul, that you can and should have confidence in this particular situation. Learning to control your body is one of the most powerful tools that you can learn to do. In fact, recently I was speaking to a group of about 200 people in a large conference center, and we were talking about the concept of conflict resolution. And so here's a group of leaders in their field, and we were discussing the idea of how do you have conflict in a way that builds bridges rather than tearing down the relationship. The first thing that I teach in this seminar is control your body. Learn to take deep breaths with your mouth closed and your nose open. Learn to control and make sure that you're not fidgeting, you're not looking side to side, you're not moving around, because as you control your body, your nervous system then signals through the deep breathing and through the control of the body that this is a situation, even though going into it feels uncomfortable, that you can handle it. You can handle it with grace, you can handle it with confidence, and you can handle it and get through it in an elegant way. So habit number two that you're doing to self-sabotage is you're not controlling your body and the language that your body is speaking. Habit number three, the third thing that you're doing to sabotage yourself is you are mean. Think about it. What are the words that you use to describe yourself? What are the words that you use to describe the worst aspects of you? When you make a mistake, what do you call yourself? You're mean. You use hurtful self-talk. Now, I want you to make a list. Do it right now. In fact, pause this podcast, pull out a pen, pull out your phone, type into it, write it down, And write down all of the mean or hurtful things that you say to yourself. Do you call yourself a dummy? Do you call yourself clumsy? Are you an idiot? Oh my gosh, I can't believe that I made that mistake. Pay attention to the things that you say and to the reaction of your body when you do something or when you look at a part of you that you just don't like. And then I want you to pause for a second. And then ask yourself, am I that mean? To another human being? Am I that hurtful to another human being? Now, if you are, we've got another conversation we need to have. But regardless, whether you're that mean to another human being 
or just to yourself, the best way to start is to start with you. Look at all of the things that you're saying that are mean and hurtful. The things that maybe you don't even vocalize. The things you only say to yourself, you think to yourself. Maybe you write in a journal. But the mean things that you say, I want you to write them down. Once you've done that, I want you to reframe. Are you stupid or did you just make a mistake? Are you clumsy? Or from time to time, do you just not pay attention? Because we all don't pay attention from time to time. What are the mean things that you say and how could you reframe that? Every time you reinforce something that's mean and hateful, mean and hurtful, you will continue to go into that. Now, years and years ago, when I was a young kid, I had several jobs at the same time. I was somebody who wanted to learn and grow and make money. And so here I am as a young college student and I would wake up in the morning and I had my first job that started at 5 a.m. And that first job was going into a house of a man who was a quadriplegic and I would help him get ready for the day. His wife would get him showered and dressed and my job was to help get him set up for the rest of the day. After that job, I went to school, and I went to my second job, my third job, and on the weekends, I did my fourth job. Well, one day, as I'm helping this man get ready, and we had gotten to know each other a little bit better, and I'm taking the spoon and putting it into the holder that wraps around his hand so that he can eat his breakfast cereal, I looked over and I said, so these pictures over here, that's you, right? He responded and said, yeah. I said, do you mind if I ask what happened? He said, no, I'm happy to tell you the story. So he's a very active athlete. He loved to ski. He played football. He played all sorts of sports. One day, he was driving from one town to the next, out in the middle of the desert in Utah, and it was late at night, and he fell asleep at the wheel. And as he fell asleep at the wheel, he woke up, knowing that he was going off of the road. The car was rattling, and in the middle of the desert, in the middle of nowhere, there was a telephone pole. Now think about this. There's miles and miles of stretched land, the desert. There's only telephone poles every few hundred yards. And he said to himself, don't hit the pole. Don't hit the pole. Don't hit the pole. And he hit the pole. And what he learned from that and what I learned subsequently was whatever you focus on, positive or negative in life, you will attract to you. In driving school, when you become a racer, they teach you how to get out of an accident. And if you're going into the wall, how to drive to get out of that. Because wherever your focus is, that's where you go. If you are mean, and hurtful with your self-talk. You've got to change it. You have to reframe it. Now, if you're not quite sure how to do that, start with humor. Tease yourself a little bit. Don't make it so heavy. Don't make it such that you are feeling beat down every single day. Show some compassion for yourself because I can guarantee you that whatever you're doing to yourself with your mean, hurtful, mean, hateful self-talk 
it is oozing out in other ways towards other people. And you cannot truly have compassion for other people if you don't take care of this one thing. So the third habit that you're doing to sabotage your growth and success is you're utilizing mean and hurtful or mean and hateful self-talk. Now, we could probably stop the episode right here. And if you just went and focused on that one thing, I guarantee your life would be infinitely better within six months. If you focused on shifting the priority of talk, you would reach out to me three months from now and say, Steve, my life is completely different. But we got two more habits and a third or and a bonus one. Habit number four, you prioritize others' needs above your own. Now, don't get me wrong. We all have a need. We all have a desire to be altruistic. We all have a need and a desire to help other people, to contribute to other people. In fact, this podcast in and of itself, I don't get paid to do this. I do this because I have a personal mission and passion to help change and transform millions of people's lives. I don't get paid by doing this podcast. In fact, I pay a significant amount of my own money to do this because I want to help other people. All of us, every single human being does what we do out of a desire to help other people. It's part of how we build tribe. You become a mother, a father, because you want to pass on wisdom, knowledge. You want to share love. You have some sort of sharing and some sort of serviceability about you that is innate in you. But the way that you self-sabotage yourself is you start to prioritize other people's needs above your own. If you don't take care of yourself you will not be able to take care of others at a very high level. That's why when you're in an airplane, if next time you listen and they tell you, put on your oxygen mask first, if you run out of energy, if you run out of oxygen in life, if you run out of breath, capacity, caring, kindness, compassion, any of these things, you will not be able to help other people. And so it might be counterintuitive, but you need to put yourself first. Your needs need to be taken care of so that you can then take care of other people. There's a phrase I learned when I was really young that I absolutely 100% do not believe because I've proven it wrong in my own personal life. If you want to grow as a human being, you have to forget yourself and just go serve other people. That is ostensibly false. It doesn't work. I did that for a lot of years and I forgot myself. I didn't take care of myself. You know what happened? I drove my health into the ground. I got to the point where my service of other people left me broke, essentially. Now, maybe not financially broke, but I was broken. I had no ability to give. In fact, I could barely get out of bed. When I went and got my hormones checked, everything had crashed. I had no energy. I had extra body fat. I was sluggish. I couldn't contribute at all. And that was a turning point. And I realized that habit number four of not prioritizing myself first was the way that I was self-sabotaging. And so I started putting my needs above others. And what happened is as my energy reserves increased, I was able to help other people in better ways. 
if you are able to gain wealth in any area of life, wealth of knowledge, wealth of compassion, wealth of finances, any type of wealth, you can share it with other people. If you're broke, you can't. Habit number four, you prioritize others' needs above your own is an insidious and a very secretive way that we self-sabotage. We feel good about it because we think that all of this sacrifice, all of this long suffering eventually will pay off and it doesn't. Until you prioritize your health, your needs, you will not have the capacity to help other people at the level that you want to. Finally, habit number five. You lower your personal standards and you call it something else. You don't have lower standards. You're just overweight because of your age. You don't have lower standards. You just have that body because you're a mom or a dad. You don't have lower standards. You're just out of shape because you're too busy. Work is demanding. You have too many commitments. The reality is you've just lowered your standards. Now, sure, you've taken on some responsibilities, and maybe those responsibilities have been difficult for you to find a way to juggle. But if we go back to habit four, prioritize yourself, you would find a way to take care of yourself. You see, we achieve whatever lowest standard we put out there for ourselves. We put high standards, high goals out there so that we can reach for them, but we will always fall to the level of our systems and the lowest standard that we will allow. Now, I've been criticized, I have been joked about, made fun of from time to time because there are certain foods that I just don't eat and when we go out to eat, I'm very picky about what I put in my body because I frankly have a higher standard for myself, how I feel, and at the end of the day, I prefer to feel great, look my best, and not feel sluggish and have diarrhea. That's my standard. For many of you out there, you have much lower standard. You're sitting in a space where you have said, I'm a dad, I'm a mom, I'm old, I'm busy, I'm working. But all you've done is you've lowered your standards relative to your health. This habit, once you come to the realization that it's your self-sabotaging habit of lowering your standard rather than blaming some other situation or title in your life, will be transformational in and of itself. You want to improve what you do? Increase your standards. Trust me, it's not that difficult. It takes small, simple habits. If you're not very organized, start by getting up five minutes or 10 minutes earlier than what you normally do and spend the first five to 10 minutes of your day organizing your day. If you're not working out, get up 10 minutes. 20 minutes earlier than what you did. If you exercise 10 to 20 minutes a day, you will compound those results over time and you will see a significant improvement in your health. Apply this same concept to anything else in life. If you increase your standard, even by a percent or two, you will yield great results over time because you're using the power of compounding in your life. So habit number five, one of the most 
or one of the five ways that you are self-sabotaging habit number five is you lower your personal standards and you call it something else. I'm not, I don't have lower standards. I'm just older. I don't have lower standards. I'm a dad. I don't have lower standards. I'm a mom. I don't have lower standards. I'm busy. I work, whatever it is. You've got to break that. Now, what's the bonus? Well, there's a bonus habit. And this bonus habit is something that unfortunately in our day and age of digital deluge where we are attracted to everything on social media and we reach for this and we grab at that and we spend more money than we have on Amazon or whatever else it is, we just don't take time to reflect and observe. The habit of non-reflection And I'm not talking about the time where you stare in the mirror and you tell yourself the things that you hate about yourself. I'm not telling you that you're not taking any time to plan your future, but truly sitting down and reflecting and observing your life. You see, from time to time, I coach people. In fact, I had a conversation with a client the other day that miss out on all of the beautiful things that are happening in their life. When we get stressed in life, when something is happening that's causing a certain amount of stress or pressure, we forget all of the great things that are going on in life. And we don't take the time to reflect and observe. So the bonus, or I guess we could call it the sixth habit that you're doing to self-sabotage, is a habit of non-doing, not taking time to sit back, reflect, and observe. If you look at your body, if you look at your life, if you look at your finances, if you look at anything else that you're currently working on, and you look back six months ago, 12 months ago, five years ago, are you better than you were? If you are, pat yourself on the back because all of us are getting better if we continue to live. Some people just do it a little bit better because they are more skilled at it, they pay attention to it, and they've broken through these habits. So let's review the five self-sabotaging habits that you have with our bonus one. We're just going to call it six self-sabotaging habits that you may not know that you have or the six things that you're doing to abuse yourself mentally and emotionally. Habit number one is you compare your worst to someone else's best. Habit number two, you don't control your body and your body language, how you're communicating with yourself. Habit number three, You use mean or hurtful self-talk. Habit four, you prioritize prioritize others' needs above your own. Habit five, you lower your personal standards and call it something else. Age, dad, mom, busy, work. And the bonus, habit number six, you don't take time regularly to pause and reflect. Well, and on that note, folks, it is time for us to wrap up another episode of the Evolve podcast I want to thank you, our listeners, for joining us for another episode. And I want to challenge you and ask you to take some time. Don't wait. Do it right now. If you're listening to this, turn off the app as soon as we're finished with this conversation and put some work in. What is the one habit that you need to change here? Don't try and eat the elephant all at once. Just pick one and start there. Take some time, give yourself three months, give yourself nine months, give yourself 12 months, 
but start to look at things on a year by year basis. And can you improve each one of these or one of these habits, excuse me, can you improve one of these habits over the next 12 months? Where can you get started over three months? What does it need to do over the next nine months to elevate? And if you stay consistent with it for 12 months, what will your life look like? I am Steve Cutler reminding you that it does take time and consistency to evolve. But first, you have to disrupt. And now it's time for you to get out there and evolve. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Evolve Podcast. Follow us on your favorite podcast app. And if you haven't done so, please give us a rating. As an independent podcast, it really helps us get more reach. This podcast is part of our mission to help millions of people evolve into the best versions of themselves. Please check out our coaching services at evolve-cast.com or pick up some of our Evolve merch. Until next time, keep evolving.